0: As a theater actress and singer, Gab Bangilinan had her calendar wiped clean once the pandemic started. Not only did she have to learn to pivot and adapt to the circumstances, but she also had to come to terms with what the pandemic cost her and the uncertainty of life at the moment. Gab is, to an extent, all of us as we navigate our collective pandemic trauma and as she reflects on the lessons that this pandemic has wrought. My name is Leo Cruz. On this episode of What Class Ceiling, we talk to Gab Bangilinan. Hi Gab, welcome to what glass ceiling? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Leah. It's so nice to be here actually. <laughs> what have you been busy with, or what are you up to nowadays?
1: Nowadays, it's been mostly well i've I, since the pandemic started, hindi ako lumalabas, so I've been very careful, also because been planning, so most of my work has really been from home um, so lately it's been um work with brands and um live streaming live streaming is something that i got into when the pandemic started and also advocating for voters education and um you know like medyo mainit ang politics ngayon which is the reality and which is how it should be um so you know, and mostly social media stuff and um there not theater, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> the, yeah. theater,
0: the theater industry has been really affected by the pandemic. I mean, your profession has been really affected. How has that been on you?
1: Yeah, it's definitely affected. Actually, it's been deemed non-existent um, at this point. No? So it's been um, almost two years since the, the lockdown. And a lot of us actually had to undergo major... Changes, um, like down to the core, lifestyle-wise, and um, not just financially, not just career-wise. Because of course, when you're like as a theater actor, usually there's audition season, and then you book your entire year, and you kind of have everything planned out. And then when the lockdown happened, of course, everything got erased, right? lahat and we kind of had to grapple for what we could do. And not just the actors. I mean, I'm sure like people are familiar with theater productions and how it really does take a village. So, but the crew, backstage production, everyone kind of, yeah, just had to find a way to survive. And right now, people are still just surviving kasi hindi pa black. Though recently, there has been a successful um lock in na run of um they shot lapu lapu in the met and that's going to come out soon. So thankfully inching we're kind of inching our way back and trying to find a way around around the situation, around the circumstances. So yeah. So ako personally it's been I don't know what. I don't know how to explain. <laughs> it's been um a roller coaster ride, I guess. Because, uh, oh no, we're just trying. We're all just trying our best to kind of find our way.
0: What What did you do to pivot in terms of actual work? I mean, you did mention that you got into live streaming and mm-hmm. a lot of the things that you that you previously talked about, uh, you had to move into the digital space. So what, yeah. what, how, what was that process like? Like finding out what else you could do? I think
1: like a lot of people at the beginning of the pandemic, because I was... Um, I was in the middle of doing a production with Repertory, um, Anna in the Tropics, and we were just about to open that. So imagine two months of rehearsing and then we were going to open and then the lockdown was announced. So much like other people, we, we all thought that it would end in two months, you know, like we thought it would end in a couple of weeks, in, in two months. And then as time progressed, I kind of realized it. it reality kind of hit me that things weren't going to get any better anytime soon. And this was like with professional life, social life, everything. Because like at that time, my best friend was going to get married in Hawaii. Pa. So yung, things like that, and you realize, okay, my, cance- my flight got canceled. These shows got canceled, not just one production, even the one after that. Okay, so I guess all the other ones after that would be canceled also. So It was a denial phase for a while. And then all of a sudden, people started having these fundraisers. And then, yung bayanihan ba? Parang nabuhayan yung bayanihan. At parang we realized that the community had to kind of stick together in order to keep moving, keep growing. Parang ganon. And for me, I think it was really when Ang Huling El Bimbo streamed in May that i realized that wow okay in a way it kind of um how do i explain it kind of shifted my perspective because when ang huling el bimbo streamed and went viral something that we didn't expect you know it's um it's something from like it was the the show was done as the closing of ang huling el bimbo in 2019 and then that's what they streamed and that's what people watched and i realized that when people all of a sudden were following and then were looking for me, quote unquote. Now is she going live anytime soon? Is she what is she doing now? And I was really like, I'm not doing anything. I'm literally at home in my in my b- bubble. And there was kind of like a push, I guess, not necessarily a responsibility, but kind of a push to kind of face reality and face that, okay, this is your situation now. What are you going to do about it? And like, how are you going to make the most out of it? Because all of a sudden there were these opportunities laid out in front of me that I didn't expect. I didn't, like none of us expected these things to happen, right? But all of a sudden there were these gifts from the heavens. I don't know. And then it's like, wait, do I accept them? How do I share them? How do I maximize them? I mean things like that.
0: These are work so, opportunities work
1: opportunities yeah. and um, I guess social media presence also i mean obviously we're all forced to migrate into the digital platform, right? but then all of a sudden, because I have streamed all these social media opportunities kind of like rose above, <laughs> and then it was just kind of i didn't it was overwhelming. So it was it was kind of a double-edged sword at the time na parang do I want this like I don't like it's it was weird it was a weird feeling for me because it was like it's not what I want to do it's not it's not theater but at the same time it's what's there right now so what do I do about it parang and then that's when I started live streaming and then the rest is history here we are <laughs>
0: That's your story because you're, you're, you're an actress and, and yeah. you're on stage and, and you're at the front. But what are the other stories you've heard of the other people, like the ones behind the scenes in the theater industry? Yeah. What have they done to pivot?
1: Many different things, actually, because um, like at the beginning, we had this fundraiser called Open open house fundraiser and we they kind of planned out like m- weeks of performances of readings and things like that just so that they could provide ayuda for theater workers because obviously we're all displaced theater workers and we all had plans set for the rest of the year and they it, it was just kind of our way I mean kind of the community's way of working together in raising funds for the people in the community. Because for not just young theater actors, but like even the wardrobe, young costume mistresses, stage managers, so many people were involved and so many people were left without work. So um I know some like the other day I bought um I bought Shawmai. Like they sell Shaw Mai, young small businesses. A lot of them started small food businesses. A lot of them, actually some of them Started working in call centers. Some of them started working online um, for different things, like English teacher. A lot of them are teachers, so there are online workshops, and you know, people are just trying to get by because you, you're, you're kind of, we were kind of left with nothing actually. And then, parang from from somebody whose lifestyle is doing something you love, and then all of a sudden you're left with. Nothing. It's like, what? What do we do, right? So, maraming support group actually, like, even in our live streaming, a lot of people went on Kumu, and a lot of people kind of grouped together in this group called Back Performing Artists on Kumu. So, these are live performers that all of a sudden had to shift to live streaming, things like that.
0: You mentioned that you had this phase where you were questioning if this was really what you wanted to do for the meantime. Because yeah. i I completely get it. Like you don't really want to do it. It's not what you set out to do, but it's what's there, and you need mm-hmm. to do something, yes yeah. so but how do you how do you make that make those two circles sort of intersect and and come yeah. to a come to a decision in your head?
1: It was kind of um hard for me to come to terms with it also because I didn't want to seem ungrateful. There's that and there's that factor, eh, na others would easily say, na parang, Buting nga may trabaho, eh. yung. Ganun. And then of course, of course I am grateful for it, for the opportunities. Of course I would want to maximize it. But also there were so many factors in like, how can I how can I share it or how can I spread it out? Or how could how could I actually to be honest? Like the past two years, of ma- course, madaming time for reflection, right? And uh, there's just so much time. Na parang I realized I don't really need a lot. I just want to be able to do what I love to do, and that's not an option right now. So medyo mahi- mahirap siya. Pero wait, I lost my track of <laughs>
0: what. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't worry. Um, um, how, how did you sort of bring yourself to come to terms with that? Yes. I, and I can't do that right now. I This is what is in front of me.
1: Yeah, Because that's no, like an emotional journey then. eh. It is. It really is. Lalo na, lalo na yun, yung parang from being in front of people. From being able to share that energy with a live audience. And to be able... And then all of a sudden, you're stuck in this box. And all of a sudden, you're just talking to a camera. And personally, I was never comfortable in front of the camera that's why I'm a theater actor like i'd like before I'd always say that's why I'm a theater actor that's why I'm a live performer that's why I'm a live performer because i don't I don't feel comfortable watching myself on the screen I don't feel comfortable i mean even if I did have um projects naman on film on t v but theater was the the if I was a full time something it was a full time theater actor and I was blessed enough to be able to experience the other things on the side. But what I mastered or what I really invested my time in was theater. So the shift was a little tricky and the journey was emotional. It was, and I'm sure it was for everybody, you know, everybody was kind of left in limbo. So there were, I'm sure, like, a lot of people, like, to those who are listening, I'm sure a lot of them had bouts of, like, breakdowns and crying out of nowhere because you didn't know what was going on, things like that. And, of course, that's another topic altogether, but it's part of it, eh? It's part of everybody being in this pandemic journey, you know what I mean? And so, yun, parang the whole... Because at that time, last year, I actually was able to experience projects pa na I'd shoot from home. And I was thankful for that. Like, I, I, I shot a film. I shot a film from home. But I was the camera. I yung the yung light. Yung yung, everything was on Zoom. My directors were on Zoom. And then I was able to experience a lock-in shoot Na you're out. But of course, that's also different because there's so many rules in place, right? So it's really just a matter of acceptance that you just, well, I just had to adjust. I mean, continue. I have to continue adjusting and I have to continue adapting like to whatever that comes my way
0: at this point. When you're in a situation like this, and you think, okay, I just have to be grateful for what I have. And then you're guilty because it's difficult to do that also because you're still thinking about what was taken away from you. So even yeah. that process of being grateful and of gratitude and of of sort of trudging every day it's difficult it's yeah. hard what what mm-hmm. were the most difficult parts of these past two years
1: ako kasi personally lately at least i've been kind of taking it day by day because i don't want to focus on what at least now ha, where i am right now because it's been over a year I mean, of course, if you asked me a year ago, it would have been a different story, also. But like now that we're nearing two years of being in this situation, parang I try to take things day by day, and I try to focus on the good. I try to focus on like what I'm grateful for, the small joys. I always tell people lately, at least that's what I've been holding on to, the small joys, because if I start focusing on what I lost. If I start focusing on what is wrong, <laughs> I probably won't survive, or I probably won't be able to get through the day. And of course, there are days that you have to kind of accept and you kind of have to reflect and go and really think about it, really like marinate in these sorrowful feelings, right? But that's why I kind of hold on to those. Pockets of sunshine and little moments of small joys because um because not doing that would not result in would probably result to nothing basically and and of course i don't I don't think that people you know how people think that we should always be busy, we should always be productive, that not doing anything means. Is equal to being unproductive, right? And of course, ako kasi, I've always been a busy person. Then all of a sudden, you're stuck at home, and not every, like, it's not every day that I have something to do. Or I find, I just find my, like, I need to be busy somehow. Pero, the eh, parang, I just learned also that there is productivity in rest, and there is productivity in silence. And I just have to calm down. Gana. <laughs>
0: Are there any lingering fears about the future that, that keep coming back to you? Like, do you, are you scared that, what if the theater industry doesn't bounce back? Or what if you never Definitely. get to do it again? Or what if you, you move past your prime or you miss it completely because of all the opportunities that are being taken yeah. away because of the pandemic?
1: Definitely. I mean, th- those are one... That's one of the things that I try not to focus on simply because it's out of my control. Like, right? Like, when, of course, there, it does, like, not a day goes by without me thinking about that, without me hoping and praying that things go back to normal. But obviously, we aren't going back to what it was like before. We're going back to a completely different kind of normal. Like, even if the pandemic is over and we can all go about, and which is kind of how people are living now, right? Like, people are kind of going back to normal, quote unquote, now they're able to go out, they're able to go on vacations and things like that. Though it hasn't really hit me because I am not back in my normal, which is the stage, right? So, so I try not to think about it but there is that irrational fear that me like until when do we wait there's that there's that lingering fear now until when do we wait until it's time to change careers until when do we wait until we finally accept that I can no longer be a theater actor I have to do something else and of course as theater actors because thankfully because of the industry that it like, you know how people say it isn't sustainable and um, there you have to be able to do other things. As a theater actor, kasi ako, I was doing other things naman din. It was just my prime focus. And if I could, it would be, I would be working on stage, ganun. So thankfully, like the whole social media thing, like especially now the rise of social media and how I've been working with a lot of brands, thankfully, and... For a lot of people also, they were able to do other things apart from theater. So we're not completely left with zero. Pero, yung, the heart wants what it wants. And of course, as a theater person, as a theater actor, all us theater actors want to do is perform on stage. <laughs> yung, we kind of have to just be patient. And of course, still, at least I speak for myself na um i'm still going to hold on to that hope but i will still maximize every opportunity and to be honest like the past almost 2 years has taught me a lot it eh. has taught me a lot in terms of community and in terms of how the theater industry works also like looking back na parang i was so focused kasi on my craft i was so focused on getting better i was focused on on killing auditions and trying to just you know do my best in every show and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and then it's all about community now and it's all about trying to help one another trying to lift one another up and for me that's something i couldn't have learned prior to this situation you know it's really yeah and daming and daming learnings i could probably go on and
0: on but <laughs> you can cut me anytime what what are the <laughs> What what's one of the biggest lessons that you've learned from the pandemic that you would like to offer up to other people who are maybe in similar situations?
1: Um, honestly, I've learned a lot because I've had a lot of time to think. And I've ha- had a lot of time to kind of um reflect, I guess. Reflect is, I don't know, that's a for a lack of a better term, pero yung kasabihan na um, kung namulat ka na hindi ka na pwedeng toto yun for anything yung to be aware to be completely aware of what's going on around you i mean as an actor kasi you have to be that way you have to be um, you have to have empathy you have to be generous and you have to be a team player and then because I'm taken out of the context of theater and kind of just like thrown into the real world. Now I can't not be socially aware and I can't, you know, so I can't be socially irresponsible. So that's one of the things that at least the main thing that I've learned so far. And I, I actually received a comment recently Na, it kind of stuck to me that I appreciate her because somebody commented parang, I knew you from when you did The One and when you did ang huling El Bimbo. I knew you as a theater actress. But I got to know you more here in the d- digital platform and to see your love for your people and your country. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it kind of hit me. Because I didn't... Yeah. I was never that kind of person before. You know, I was one of those people na takot to speak out. I, I never thought of myself as eloquent. I never thought of myself as having the ability to really voice out my opinions, parang I never thought it mattered as much. Then all of a sudden now with what's happening to us, what else matters? Yung ganun, ganun yung pakiramdam. Yung parang what else matters more than what is happening to us now?:
0: Does it parang scare yung. you, this new space? This, oh, yeah. this this new voice that you found. Oh yeah, always,
1: every day. It's super scary because, you know, you're, you don't want, you want to be able to communicate um, what you feel or what you think authentically. But at the same time, you don't want to turn people away because you want them to, you want to, you want them to understand that you are also trying to understand. You know what I mean? Yung parang, it's a it's it can't just be a give thing eh. At least that's what I've learned. It can't just be a give thing. I can't just say something and then demand that everybody just listens to it. It has to be, I'm giving this, and it's the same with art. It's the same with theater, it's the same with music. Na parang I'm performing or I'm singing not just for myself or not just an outlet for myself, but I'm singing. With hopes that somebody is listening and taking comfort from what I'm saying, or taking, you know, like it's a give and take thing, it's a two way mm-hmm. thing. So that's why it's scary.
0: Yeah. This, this is this is actually a third that I didn't plan on, but because when I was in oh, college, then. yeah, when I was in college, I actually dabbled in theater a bit, and one of the more veteran um, company members. That, that, that I met and became friends with there, actually brought up a point that art should not just be for art's sake. There's a social component to oh, yeah. all forms of art. Otherwise, it's nothing. Yeah. And is that something that you always believed in? Or is it something that you're just beginning to... It's, is it a concept that you're just beginning to explore?
1: I've, I think it, it, was, it has been there. But it's not something... It, siguro it comes with maturity also. No? Na parang, you know, when you're... When you're like, a, as a kid, all I wanted to do was do theater. As in, yun lang yung dream ko. Ganun. But then... And I knew that... I, I've always known that it was there. Like, that, that aspect. But it's only really now that... It's funny, no? It's ironic that now that you're taken out of that space and then you, when you go back... You're kind of, at least ako, I'm armed with a completely different, what's the word? It's just a completely different perspective. And it's not about ambition anymore. It's not about making a name for yourself anymore. But it's really about the story that you're telling. And before, I already thought of it that way. It, it was always about like, um, I'm, a, I'm a theater actor because I love telling stories. As simple as that. That's how I felt before. And that's how I went about my day before. But then all of a sudden, now, seguro, because of everything that I've learned and everything that I've picked up along the way with how it's so important to be, to be aware of what is going on around you. And it's so important to listen. And it is so important to just continue learning And as I say this, these are things I've already known. These are things I've already carried with me. Pero because of what we, as a nation, as a generation, has been going through, parang because of what we have been going through, it's the weight. It's it's so much heavier, I guess. Yeah. Ayoko siyang akohin. Ayoko siyang Ang kinin na parang, oh, I, I have to be socially responsible. Yung ganon, Ayoko yeah. siyang ganon nini. Eh. Pero, the weight of being an actor, of being able to represent different people, of being able to tell stories of different people, it's so much different now. It's a different perspective. So, yun. Yeah.
0: What do you, what do you, what will you say though to detractors who will, of what, you know, of this new perspective that you talk about, who will say that? Diyan ka lang sa entertaining, hanggang ka lang. or parang. Don't mix, you know, social issues with entertainment. Mm-hmm. Because ganon, eh? there are lots of discussions yeah, like yeah. that. For sure. And, yeah. For sure what, what what's what's your stand on that? What would your response be? Let our response be.
1: <laughs> Let our response be. Whatever wh- wherever you try to place art or what however you perceive it, it is always political. Everything is political. it is true what they say that everything is political and um it's I don't want to get into it because it might take forever yeah, yeah. but right? it will it. This is a completely different topic, pero it down to the stories because theater when at least ako when I think of theater, it's not just about the stories you tell but about the people, right Parang that's why theater, as an industry, has been dying for many years, as they say, but will never die because it will always be about the people that preserve the art form that continue to tell stories, right? So, when people say <laughs> na na lang sa entertainment" or "najanka na lang sa theater lang na yan," it all <laughs> sorry, but it all like simply put, it all boils down to. Nung nagka-lockdown, anong ginawa nyo? Diba, nagbasa kayo ng libro, nag-Netflix kayo, nanood kayo ng mga pelikula, naghanap kayo ng series. And then, Aheb, I think, is another um example in itself that nobody expected it to go viral. It's a piece of theater that millions, thousands, hundreds of people weren't able to experience live. But when they saw it, they wanted more of it. And, you know, things like that. It's part of life. And, diba, politics is a part of life. And entertainment is a part of life. It's something that saves people, that heals people. So, I don't, I wouldn't get offended if people would say, jang <laughs> lang sa ano, oh, dito talaga ako. Because if I have, diba, if I can help a person, if I can help save someone, if I can give somebody even just a little bit of comfort, or if I can help somebody get through her day with what I share, that's a gift. That's a blessing. And I wouldn't trade that for anything else.
0: Let's back up a bit because you mentioned that um, many people do talk about how being in theater is not sustainable. So many of you are forced to look for something else to do outside Mm. of it, outside of the theater. Is it ever exhausting? Do you think it's very to always have to worry about sustainability and stability and longevity even? Because I I can imagine that as a theater actor, these are things that you deal with possibly on a daily basis. To be
1: honest, I think hindi to toon na hindi siya sustainable of course you also have to know how to take care of finance you know you have to know how to take care of money siempre it's one thing to to earn to not earn enough but it's another thing to earn enough but spend it on things that you don't know you're spending on you know things like that so it's again another topic though. <laughs> pero um thankfully Thankfully, um, my dad, my parents helped a lot also. And like, they always kind of ingrained in my brain that, that I had to know how to save. I had to know how to, you know, parang take care of my finances. And growing up, I was, growing up, theater wasn't, um, my parents didn't recommend theater because nga, of that, the whole practicality thing. And then I proved them wrong. So now, <laughs> my parents are my biggest fans. <laughs> They're the funniest. No, pero ganun eh. It's, it's really... Mahirap sabihin na sa Kasi syempre, it's so easy to say that it comes from a privileged um, side of things. Pero there are so many ways kasi to get things done and there are so many like in terms of theater prior to the pandemic things were changing i mean things were evolving in the theater theater companies were also kind of um uh paying more things like that yung sempre it's a whole systemic yung issues niyan, la whole f- financial, ano, pero the whole financial aspect apart from like not getting enough support from the government, things like that. Pero it's been evolving and it's it was growing and changing. Now, thankfully, so many of my colleagues, of my co-actors, ang daming may trabaho bigla. I mean, it was unheard of maybe 10 years ago that you could book three productions in a year. Yung mga ganyan. That's why there was time to do commercials, there was time to do teleseries, there was time to do um, all the other things. For 2020, to be honest, like for 2020, I was supposed to do five productions in one year. And that was my first time to be able to like, I was like, wait, my schedule fit? As in, ganun siya, ganun yung so full time, talaga full time theater actor talaga dapat ako ng 2020, and these were good, these were good companies and main roles. Yung mga na parang so that was okay. That of course going back, that was something I lost, and I don't wanna go back to that. Pero <laughs> ganon ganon yung reality ng theater at th- that time, na. Meron, me, me, you can get something out of it, and somehow you can sustain it. And there is a, an industry, no matter how small, of people that can say na o oh, oh, to. Pero andami, medyo ano, nasa discarte mo na yun, and factors, I guess. Yun.
0: Did, did the pandemic make you second guess your decision to pursue theater?
1: No. I don't. Parang it never I never second guessed it. Like when I when I committed to it and when I decided that this is the path that I'm going to take, no matter what other people say, no matter the challenges I might face, parang never kosha syndekon guess. Cause it's actually the only place I feel I completely 100 percent belong in. Parang ganun. So even when the pandemic hit. It was really, until now, it's really the looking forward to the day I get to step on stage again. Because, parang, I don't know, maybe it's wrong for me to think, or it's stubborn for me to think that na parang, it's the only thing I want to do. Yung ganon, ganon ako ka set. Yung, like, maybe it's also because I avoided it for so long. So, there's that part of me na parang, the frustration that I'm just starting. Like, like, you know, it's only been how many years. I'm just starting. And this is after how many years of avoiding it, after how many years of being in denial na hindi ako the Yung ganon, yung meron akong ganon before eh, Because nga, I, want, I wanted, of course, to respect my parents' wishes of, of going the practical route and things like that. Then all of a sudden, opening and then nagka-chance to stay, opportunity to keep going, and then the pandemic hit. So it's like, I've barely begun. Like, palang yung feeling.
0: Yeah. Are you very confident that that day will come, that you'll get to step on the stage again? Because, I mean, after, you know, all, two years of waiting for it, that can kind of dampen your spirit a bit. Yeah. I think it
1: will happen one way or another. Kumbaga, like, even with, I'm sure you're familiar with Still the musical narrative series that I'm doing um even that kasi has a very it's a marriage between filmmakers and theater theater actors theater creators and because it is because it has the theater in its heart or in its core in a way I'm blessed to have even been able to be a part of it kasi Oh parang pakiram ko dahil sa mga tao in a way I got to go back. Of course it's different when like thinking or thinking or dreaming about opening night in the future na parang weeks of rehearsal, iba-iba yung process din ng theater. Pero those things, things like that, like still that's hope in itself. The project is hope in itself. So
0: yeah, one day <laughs> What, would, what advice would you offer to other people who are also struggling through, through the pandemic? Because it's, it's sort of this endless black vortex and we can't really see the end of it. What, what, yeah. would you, what would you offer them?
1: Sorry, I'm laughing because there are just so many things I want to say. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Andamika saying factors ng buhay ngayon. You know yeah. what I mean? That it's really not just about you as a creative or it's not just about you in the social media space, it's really down to your core values kasi na parang ano bang gusto mo, ano bang gusto mo para sa mga tao sa paligid mo. Yung ganun. And then, so from there, you kind of have to just go about your day in that way. And, sempre prior to the pandemic, hindi naman tayo ganito mag-isip dati, diba? Kasi nga, you're just able to do what you want to do. But now there are so many factors and possibilities of you, at least ako, I'll speak for myself na, of me not going back to the theater because COVID will never end or because, diba, yung parang things won't get better or people will continue to die around us. Yung ganun. And that's a lot, I know, that's a lot of weight to take on and that's a lot of mabigacha and maybe i shouldn't be absorbing so much of it but to be aware of it because it's already a factor in itself so i would say ito simplify take it day by day but be aware of the people around you because that matters a lot your support system matters a lot and the values that you share with your support system matters a lot because it will create ripples. It will create waves. na right? parang the way you are, the way you speak, the way you project yourself to the world and the people around you, it will create ripples. So, it matters. It matters to go outside of yourself, outside of who you are inside and to kind of share that with the people around you. And... It's really about the people you surround yourself with lately. Because to be honest, I never thought I'd actually have a community online of like a support group. Like parang because of live streaming, I met a whole community of young people that just share the same values as me. And course, they just listen. They listen to me sing. They listen to me make cuento. But that's a relationship there because imagine of live. Imagine live streaming for over a year, and then naging support group na kami isat-isa. And even them, they've met one another and they've become real friends. And I never thought that authentic connections could happen online, right? So parang um, it really matters your support system, the people you surround yourself with, and. Like, how you spend your time. Take it day by day. Be kind to yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. That's how we kind of have to live life right now. Because it isn't easy. And yeah, it's not going to get any easier anytime soon.
0: Gab, thank you so much for being on What Glass Ceiling. Thank you so much. But before you go, can you just give us the words that you live by? The words that you personally keep close in living your life.
1: But okay, words that I live by, just to get me through the day, really. And I've mentioned it earlier, is to celebrate the small joys. Because those joys pile up. And it is in those small joys that you will be able to find hope, peace, comfort. And these are things that we need now. eh? These are things that we need right now at in this point at this point in time so don't forget to celebrate those small joys those small victories no matter how small okay lang because those pile up and those will assure that everything will be okay there
0: thank you so much gab thank you for being on what glass ceiling